Hello, I am Jennifer Lynn Purcell, aka Evertunia Butterfly, bringing to you a living with an invisible learning challenge where we will discuss the challenges and triumphs of those with NLD. I don't know if you're a new listener or not, but I would like to share with you where I get most of my articles for this podcast. I've recently learned about a nonprofit that I would really like to help. It's the NVLD Project. In addition to doing research on NVLD and working to get it back on the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, that is the DSM, they provide support groups for those with NVLD. You can find the NVLD Project at www.nvld.org. All proceeds from this podcast and the ads will go towards the NVLD Project. I will include the link for this in the description of the podcast. Please go to livingwithnld.com to learn more about my podcast. Also, I would like to announce that I now have created a YouTube channel for this podcast. I will post the link for this in the description for you. So today we are going to talk about nonverbal cues and the work I've done on understanding them because of having NLD. I'm certain many, if not all of you who listened to last week's episode are still processing it just like my family was when I disclosed to them in August of 2008 and earlier this year about the con artist. Sorry if it triggered something for you in your personal past, but I wanted to warn people like me that these things that happened or can happen to them too, because when you have NLD, it's easier to be taken advantage of. This has to do with you being able to trust strangers more than neurotypicals do. Thank you so much to everyone who contributed to my Facebook fundraiser for the NBLD project. We raised $715, which was way more than I thought was possible for the first time. I was underestimating the power that so many people can make in each life when they find out that they are doing something they believe in and want you to contribute to. Thank you for helping the NBLD project spread the word, education, and increase research on NBLD, which I and many others have. I want to share a story with you. I didn't have any electricity yesterday because of the strong 37 miles per hour wind in San Diego, but it turned back on at 8 p.m. It shut off during the night before when I was trying to charge my phone. I forgot how much I liked candlelight and appreciate electricity. (laughs) When I was checking our Apple TV audio to make sure the fire wasn't making it hot, I accidentally turned the TV off because I shocked it with my finger. I never done that before, so I wasn't expecting that to happen. Weird, right? In today's podcast, like I said before, we are going to discuss nonverbal cues that I've worked on understanding because of having NBLD. And please go to livingwithnld.com to learn more about this podcast. 
So the article from the NVLB project we are going to use today is how Zoom fatigue provides a window into NVLD by Z talks about the fatigue that they experience when they have to interpret nonverbal cues by because of having NVLD. Quote, was he smiling when he arrived that day? Does he looked does he look settled into his chair or like he's about to run off to a meeting? Did he sound impatient or frustrated on the phone call he just had? Deciding that the signs are in my favor, I head into his office and strike up a conversation. I feel like I'm walking on a tightrope, waiting for any sign that these things are about to go downhill. My body is in constant fight or flight mode. A few minutes in, after he brusquely sends me out of his office, I realize reactively that I'd chosen the wrong time, despite my precautions. I must have interrupted him or said the wrong thing or had the wrong look on my face. All of my painstaking preparations were for naught, and now I've blown my chance. After all that effort, my body feels like I've run a marathon. That's the exhausting routine I put myself through to have a normal conversation, and even though it's barely 9 a.m., I feel ready to take a nap, end quote. So that was a conversation and thought process that Z was trying to have when he was going to go talk to his boss and what happened when he was going to talk to his boss. Probably should have said that before I read the quote, but forgot to. So Z is a teacher and a PhD student living in California. Quote, I was diagnosed with NVLD at the age of nine in 2001. After growing up with NVLD, I now advocate for and teach students with learning differences, end quote. So I can definitely relate to Z because ever since I was 19, I have been aware of having NLD NVLD is the same thing, and been exhausted of interpreting and needing to work extra hard to interpret several things that don't come naturally to me, like nonverbal cues. Nonetheless, I keep working at trying to understand them because it will help me be part of the neurotypical world. I have had to learn many nonverbal cues like hand signals, body language, facial expressions, and tone of voice to know what they convey when you're having a conversation with someone. My family has helped me learn them by letting me pause the TV so I can ask what a nonverbal cue means so I can make sure I'm understanding it correctly. I also read read the second edition of the book NLD from the Inside Out by Michael Brian Murphy. He wrote about nonverbal cues and how to understand them in this book. I learned from his book that if one leans their shoulders and feet pointed towards you when you're talking to them, they're interested in the conversation. Here's a quote from an article from the NBLD project titled Finding the Healing Touch, How Adults with NVLD Can 
effectively articulate their sensory needs to their parents by Benjamin Meyer, who has an LCSW. Oh, that means licensed clinical social worker. I figured that out. <laughs> okay. At least I think that's what it means. Not sure if I'm right, but I'm guessing. So he is, quote, a bilingual psychotherapist and executive functioning coach who specializes in working with young adults with NVLD and was inspired by his personal experience to work with those to help them transition to the professional and social demands of their adult life. He believes that each person is unique and that they are more than just their labels and diagnosis. He is a project social ambassador for the NBLD project, end quote. So this is a quote from his article. Many people with NVLD face a unique challenge in romantic relationships, how to manage their sensory sensitivity. It is documented that some individuals with NVLD may have either an acute or blended sense of hearing, taste, smell, or touch. The senses can play a role in all stages of romance, from choosing a venue for a first date to deciding on when and how to touch for the first time. For someone with sensory sensitivity, these aspects of dating may be especially anxiety-producing. It may also be more difficult for these individuals to develop a deeper level of physical intimacy as a relationship progresses. These challenges can be compounded by the fact that individuals with NBLD sometimes struggle to interpret social cues and body language, leading to difficulties knowing when and how to articulate their sensory needs. However, by being clear in expressing one's needs and boundaries to help their partners to understand them better, also create a mutual trust. Sorry, I think I might have skipped a line there. Let me start that sentence over. However, by being clear in expressing one's needs and boundaries to one's significant others, individuals with sensory sensitivity cannot only help their partners to understand them better, but also create a mutual trust. They may ultimately lead to greater physical intimacy, end quote. Sorry about that. All right. So I can relate to this quote because I do have acute taste, touch, and hearing. I have a big gag reflex. That's why it was hard for me to swallow, learn how to swallow pills. I'm pretty sensitive with someone tickling me. I can hear really well even when you whisper. Whisper. I don't know if you heard that to me. I think all... This may be all due to NVLD. Not sure what else it could be due to. This relates to nonverbal cues with dating because you may not be able to tell well or easily when a guy or girl 
wants to move in closer and be more intimate with you when you have an LD. So like Ben said, you do want to set in boundaries with your dating partner because it will help them know what you want and don't want. Another article from the NVLD project titled, What's Everyone Laughing About? I Just Don't Get It by Megan. That's a good title. Who is, quote, a graduate of the Child and Youth Worker Program from Cambrian College and is pursuing a degree in disability studies at Ryan University along with a certificate in Aboriginal knowledges and experiences. She is a project social ambassador for the VLD project. <clears throat> Quote, laughter has always been hit a hidden language for me. I always took things literally. My first memory of this was when I was maybe about five years old and had got the flu. My mom had told me I caught a bug from school. I honestly thought that I had actually had an actual bug inside my body that was making me sick. I took it upon myself to find a flashlight and took and to look for the bug down my throat. <laughs> this was just the beginning of taking things so literally, end quote. I was laughing because I could relate to that with Megan. So I can relate to this quote because it took me a while to get nonverbal cue of sarcasm. I got better with this when I was watching shows like Stephen Colbert, John Oliver, and Trevor Noah with my family because I was starting to be able to tell why some of the things were funny, but not all of them. <laughs> I also got better because my dad and brothers teased me a lot growing up. They still do, but I usually took it too seriously, like Megan. Now, when I'm 24 years old, I try to tease them back, and sometimes they tease me in return to help me practice for my friends. Correction, I'm 25 now, but I'm just recently turned 25 this month, so was used to saying 24. Um, anyways, the last article from the NVLD project has good suggestions of what to do after being diagnosed with NLD. I'll give you the link to it in the podcast description. It is titled, You Have NVLD, Now What? by Annalisa Perfecto, who has a PhD and is an educational therapist and literacy specialist who together with Susan McCarcio, who is a BCET, not sure what that is, has started a practice for adults with learning disabilities called ED Therapy New York City. This practice addresses dyslexia and VLD and ADHD and executive functioning deficits in adults who are in college, graduate school, and the workforce. And Alicia has 10 years of experience in the education industry and shifted from her career as a foreign language teacher when she realized that 
Many of her adolescent and young adolescent adults struggled to read and learn, and Alicia's academic articles have appeared in several edited volumes and journals like the Oklahoma Reader. In 2018, she was nominated for the International Literacy Association's 30 Under 30 and was also awarded the 2019 Outstanding Arthur Contribution Award by Emerald Press for her article, Disruptive and Innovations for Teacher Education, end quote. Wow. Good for you, Annalicia. Um, all right. So I agree with Annalicia's steps that you want to do after diagnosis because it, they are good ones. Um, I would add that you have someone with you when you are getting the news, if possible, so you can have someone to process with if necessary. So as I wrap up this episode, I would like to say whether it's trying to deal with doing better with reading and learning nonverbal cues, I and other people with NVLD still have issues with this today. As I wrap up, there are some things I would like to share with you. I do have a website for this podcast. It is called livingwithnld.com. I would love for you to go on there and tell me what is your challenge you usually run into with reading or understanding body language. Please share to the level of comfortability that you have. If you're listening on Spotify, you can email me at livingwithnld.com. If you're listening on livingwithnld.com, comment on the episode on my podcast page. If you have challenges with reading body language, I would recommend that you read NLD from the Inside Out, second edition by Michael Murphy to help you get better at understanding nonverbal cues. And I hope you enjoyed today's episode and that you learned something new. I will talk to you next Friday. Bye. As I wrap up, there are some things I would like to share with you. I do have a website for this podcast. It is called livingwithnld.com. I also have a Facebook and Instagram page for this podcast. It is called Living with NLD. I will include the links for those in the description. In conclusion, I would like to hear from my audience. If you know individuals with NLD that I could interview for this podcast, please email me at livingwithnld at gmail.com. What are you interested in learning about NLD? I know I'm not an expert, but I do know I have the living experience of having it. I would like you to practice journaling about your gifts and differences. Also see if there is a way that you can make that difference become easier for you to do than it originally was. Thank you for listening today, and please go to my YouTube channel and subscribe to it. Thank you. Bye.